What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Unconventional Education Show, where we talk entrepreneurship, we talk mindset, and we talk life experiences to help you level up and become the best version of yourself. Okay, so we have another Unconventional Education Show first today, and that is our first guest who has come back for their second episode. And there's no other person I'd give that honor to other than the legend himself, Ruben Alvarez. How are we doing today, brother? Dude, the most humble person on the planet right here. You <laughs> forgot to you forgot to tell my official title. So, now so his bio, yeah. I figured that people could just go back to your episode and listen for a bio when I was being nice to you. But we'll say the, the founder of the Marketing Hunters, brand expert, and the most humble person on the face of the planet. Dude, att- attention student is my new one, right? Me and you, we we're just talking about that. Like I'm, I'm so deep into just trying to figure out what drives people with people's attention. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what I love, man. I feel like we're both just students of the game and we're always like never satisfied with the level of information we have. We're always just, I know for me, and I, I feel like I've identified it in you as well. I have an insatiable hunger to just keep consuming and learning and applying. Yeah. Do, do we have time for a quick story before we, we dive into yeah, this? Yeah, dude. Hit the yeah, story so- off. So what's really funny is that the what I realized when I was younger, first I started selling candy in school, and then I was like, oh, life is based on sales, right? Because you can literally sell someone something that they want, and then they give you money, and hey, you have money now, right? Um, then when I got to like ninth grade or 10th grade, I can't remember what it was, I went into psychology. And I was like, no, 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 this, this right here, this mm. is what life's about, right? Because literally our brain is triggered based on specific things, we can manipulate it, and then we get what we want but it seems like manipulation. I don't know if you've ever read like the 48 laws of power, but that book is straight up manipulation. If you use it for manipulation, if not, you're just like, Hey, I should look out for these things or like I get, I should use it to my advantage. But when you read it, you're like, wow, this is kind of crazy that I can basically trigger people and I can maneuver around people who want to take advantage of me. So what's really funny is that now that you get into the part where you're having to work in your life, you look at sales and you go, this is what's going to make me rich. But then you look at marketing and you go, no, attention is actually what's going to make me rich. And it goes back to those same two principles of selling and psychology. And it's like, which one, which one do you go after? And that's like such a, such a weird question to like, you, you have to be a student of the game, but what do you go after? Do you go after the sales part of it? Or do you go actually after the psych- psychological part of it and trying to see what, like, what's going to get people's attention to, to come to you? That's a great point, man. I think, from my opinion, I think it's very intertwined, the psychology and the sales part. But what you said before, I think that, I mean, look look at the people, look at someone, this is an extreme example, but like Kylie Jenner, she could Mm -hmm. post a picture of her holding an energy drink that's just a can full of cane sugar, and everyone would rush to buy it just because she has that attention and influence, right? So it, it, but like going back to like, so I think attention overall, if you can get attention, that's going to automatically sell products and, and create revenue for you in many different ways. But I think in terms of sales, it's an even mixture of psychology because it's basically mm-hmm. people's needs and wants mixed with having the skill set to actually guide them through that sales process in a professional way that results in them actually purchasing your product. Yeah. I, I just find it strange that that attention is literally a skill. If you, if you really think about it, right? Like it, it's so you, you can learn how to sell, you can learn how to paint, you can learn how to be a mechanic, right? right? And fix things. 
but dude, you could legitimately just have the skill of learning how to get attention. Like imagine how much people would pay you for that. If you're a singer, right. And I know that like some of the people that you have as, as your listeners are, are singers or they're aspiring to be singers. Right. But like, would you not pay somebody if they were like, Hey, for a thousand bucks, I can get you a ton of attention. And if you could actually quantify that, like, dude, you would pay that because who the hell knows how to actually legitimately get attention. It's so true. And, and right now, if you're asking for that, what you're going to get is basically a package of fake followers and fake likes. That's literally the <laughs> exactly. only quantifiable thing you can buy right now in terms of attention. But you're so right, dude, because I think there, there's like strategies to garner attention, but it's it's unique to each individual for how it actually works and gets results, I feel like. Yeah, well, a big a big part of it, and I don't know if this is the way that you wanted the episode to go, right? But a, a big part of what I found attention is is like how controversial, how cocky, how confident, um, how much can you like smack someone in the face with what you just put out? Like, if it's a word, like how controversial can that word be? If it's a piece of content, how how much can that person when they see it, they go, oh wow, like you know what I mean? And just not be bored with it. Me and you actually talked about this a lot, where it's like you just don't want to be boring. There's an entertainment aspect to it, right? Mm. But if you're if um we we did this uh, thing for um, a doctor where he released a book, and we were trying to get emails and through that like, hey, you get a free ebook, which is a real book, but you get the free book, give us your email, right? Nothing was really working. I changed the message of it. And it was just like, hey, here's the book. It's happy. It's healthy. It's friendly. It's whatever. You know, like all the normal traditional stuff that people should care about. Mm-hmm. The moment I changed the message to, hey, most of your, your doctor is probably lying to you. Here's what you don't know. People started buying it. People started giving us their emails. I mean, right? Like, because it was so controversial of like, oh, what aren't they telling me? Right? And like, it just disrupted. So yeah, that's my yeah, I mean, we talk about that too, like just a scroll stopper, like people aren't going to stop at just something normal. They're going to stop when you're holding a book that's on fire or you're saying something that's yeah, like exactly. really edgy. Like, what do you think there's a line between good and bad attention? Because it just popped into my mind when you were talking about that. I saw something today, that little fucker, uh, Takashi69, <laughs> like he probably had some of the most attention on the face of this earth, right? Which in turn led to him selling so many of his records and albums but I feel like for the most part, he was hated. But like, if you're selling that much, like, is, is there a difference between the good and bad attention when it comes to selling your product? Okay, look, so I like this guy. You like and him? And the reason I, I like him because- <laughs> Of course you do. No, because here's, here's why. The dude is real at least, okay? Like, he's actually real. He goes, he, like, I've, I've seen a lot of his stuff. And one of the things that I saw was he goes, look, there's better rappers than me. I can't even rap. My music's trash. What the hell am I even saying? He's like, he's like that, that thing, this thing's drip drip is as good, good, wow, wow, wow. He's like, this is stupid. He's like, why? Because I like people actually like this stuff. And I say dumb stuff. He's like, people can rap better than me. He's like, why are they not on top? Cause they haven't figured this out. So he's very super real. And that's why I respect him. Like you got to respect the people that like can say, Hey, I'm trash. And you guys, I, you guys are trash for liking me but you still do. So whatever, I'm going to buy a Rolex, you know, like that, that's him. But there is such a thing I think as too much bad attention. You can have a little bit of bad attention, but you have to have people that support you. Mm. So the moment that the attention turns bad is when you lose your supporters. Mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Well, I just got my um, selfie stick 5,000. What, what this, what's the thing called? <laughs> the gimbal. <laughs> the gimbal. I just got it in the mail today. So we're about to be bringing some crazy content. 
Yeah, to... well, I mean, you're you're going to Colombia, and I think that that's such a that's such a like baller move. You know what I mean? Just to say, like, I can actually do this. Yeah, well, you gave you gave me the idea, and we'll, we'll say it here first. Of, and I think this is the one I'm going to attack. You said because I, I, you and I have been going back and forth about TikTok. I think the whole system's rigged because they don't make my all my videos go viral. <laughs> but you're like you're you're saying I got to attack a certain niche, and you're like, dude, if you just go and show the lifestyle of an American living in Colombia and just post videos around that. Like it's niche enough. It's interesting. That's the type of stuff that'll catch. So I got my selfie stick 5,000. I'm ready to freaking go there and, and just create some crazy content. Yeah. You know who it reminds me of is there's this guy that me, like I was scrolling through my TikTok and then I showed my wife and we both love this dude. He's in, he's from England. Right. And this dude, his whole channel, his whole, because he has a YouTube channel and his whole TikTok is him watching Mexican music, but not like bad bunny. I mean, like, corridos and like stuff that's like super like bam 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 you know merengue and stuff like that and he's like listening to it, he goes okay okay and he goes he goes oh fuck and he like gets super into it right you look at the comments it's all mexican people mm-hmm. like bro this guy's in like you can call this guy's a fellow bean like they're, they're straight <laughs> up just accepting him right and that's the thing is like when you super niche down like it's crazy the acceptance that you will get because you're basically showing the best part of colombia through an American's eyes to where they're like, we didn't even possibly think that Americans like would appreciate our, our stuff, you know? Mm. And when I see a, a, an English dude saying that songs that I myself am a little embarrassed to like, and he's like, Oh, this is fire. You know, I'm like, Oh, it is fire. I knew it. You know? Right. Right. That's, that's my whole point. You're, you're going to kill it out there. Man. Well, that's all I know. A reason I think it's going to work. And then we'll, we'll get into kind of the reason we, we were recording this episode today, but I think the reason it's going to work, is that since I've been back at the gym, especially and a lot of friends and family members, like I'll say the word Columbia and you just see that look in their eyes, like of fear. And the first thing that every single person is asking me, they're like, dude, is it safe over there? Because everyone thinks that Pablo Escobar is still running around blowing shit up. And it's just not the case, dude. There's just literally it's been a full 180 in that country of getting rid of all that shit. And I don't think people realize that yet. So I think just the fact of seeing Colombia, people are automatically going to think danger and think mm-hmm. like, what is this fucking gringo American doing there? And then they're going to actually see that it's nothing like they envision it to be based off like kind of what it's been like in the past. So I don't know. We'll see I, how it plays I, out. I love, I love your crazy stories, dude. I was listening to your podcast about Italy and you're like, oh, I was with this guy and I hated his breath smell and all this stuff. So can, can you, can, I don't know if you want to share this story or not, so I'll leave it up to you. But what did the guy in the taxi offer you as soon as you got to Colombia? Um, (laughs) we had, we had this ride service and the guy picked this up. It was a nightmare finding him. Like I, I, I'm working on my Spanish now and I will be fluent within two weeks, but, um, (laughs) but we get, we get to the airport, like no one speaks English. I I had a trouble finding the taxi driver and we're riding. It's a beautiful day through the countryside. And we're we're like, we're chilling, like minding our own business. And he, he slides over the translator to me, basically like, offering to sell me anything on the face of the earth, including drugs, including hookers, including like everything, I guess that this guy could get his hands on. So he was very multifaceted. It's just like right away, but entrepreneur. Yeah. He's got a taxi business. He's selling drugs. He's selling women. He's selling everything apparently. So Pokemon uh, cards, you you know, whatever, Bitcoin, (laughs) Ethereum. And I did not buy anything just so you guys know. I, I, I told him respectfully. No, I respect the hustle, but I don't need any of that stuff in my life. Cool. So cool. I appreciate that. T- tell the people why we're here today, John. So, <laughs> I, this, I mean, so far, dude, this has been a great episode, but the reason we made this happen. So if you guys 
have listened to our episode. That one was probably back in like the 20s. That was towards the beginning of this podcast, which yeah, is pretty like cool. March or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago, man. But so for a lot of you guys have been following me and following Ruben, basically we linked towards the beginning of the quarantine with COVID. We were introduced by a mutual friend. We got on a phone call and we just kind of like realized how much we aligned right off the bat. So I ended up going on his podcast. He came on mine and we just stayed in touch going back and forth. Like I always was asking him questions about my brand and everything that I was building because I just released my book. And eventually, like, we just kind of realized how in alignment our vision is, how in alignment our values are. And there's just pieces that each of us had that we could add to each other to build something really successful. And we're both in a place where we were trying to start something new. And we came together to, and a lot of you guys are aware of Brand Masters so far. And we just wanted to kind of come on here and, and talk a little bit about Brand Masters, talk about our mission, talk about what we're set out to accomplish and everything that we're working on just to bring more clarity to the business and everything we're doing. So, so I, I want to, I want to tell that story a little bit different, John, just because <laughs> if, if anybody's, if anybody's out there looking for a business partner, right? Like anybody who's listening right now, if, if you're like, Hey, I, I've been looking for a business partner or I've been looking for somebody to be part of my team. And you have that fear. Cause I, I had that fear, dude. Like I, I've been wanting somebody who I could bounce ideas off of, but I'm like, dude, if I get the wrong person, they're going to screw me in business or we're going to uh, crush, you know, like, but, but heads a lot and stuff like that. And my, my side of the story is I kept telling you that I knew I was going to do something with you. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. And you kind of kept pushing me. And, uh, but when you were asking me for advice, I, I just was never charging you. Cause I was mm. like, dude, I, I believe in you. And then we were talking about like doing some publishing and I was like, dude, let's do some publishing. And I was like, I'll do it for you. And, and in my mind, I was like, dude, I almost want to run a business with this guy. <laughs> and, and the advice that I have for anybody is like, I've been looking for a business partner. Maybe I, I started recently, but for two years. And then prior to that, I never had somebody like you that was more just like a, a good friend that I could run good at business ideas off of. And, and so my advice is like, just keep looking for that business partner. And when you, when you, when you find someone, you're a little unsure, like just keep kind of prodding at that idea. Cause I think both of us were at that point where we were like, we don't know if we should do this. And we were both kind of like a little hesitant, but eventually it's like, you, you realize it's the cores. It's not even the, about the business. Cause like I could care two cents if you didn't really know business. It was more of the fact that you were, you were authentic, that you wanted to grow it. You wanted to do it the right way and everything. So that's my advice when it comes to like looking for a business partner. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, a great alternative perspective because all of that is definitely <laughs> spot on. And because I'm, I, I'll admit like you're wary of there's so many people out there. You don't know immediately like who you can trust, like who you want to lock it. Cause like when I do something, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not half-assing or like going partially in, like I'm all in and you got to kind of make sure that that person is as well. And, you know, I, after getting to know you and like witnessing your work ethic, what you did with the marketing hunters in such a short period of time, it's like you, you realize you're like, all right, this is someone that I'm willing to like attach what I've accomplished. Cause like we both had different followings, yeah. different connections, different networks. I'm like, I'm willing to attach my name to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was cool. Like, and it, it, like you said, it happened organically, very organically. Like we didn't force anything. Like we did, we were running business ideas back and forth, but I think it just got to a point where we're like, all right, like we can definitely do something and complement each other's strengths. Yeah. So, it was a collaboration at first. Realistically, it was just, it was just a collab. We were thinking we were going to do like one thing and then we were out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's an important thing to share as well, because 
we were going to collab and a lot of you guys probably got on the webinar or we did it in our Facebook live mm -hmm. group of brand masters. That's really where the whole thing started. We were just going to do this course together and we pretty much ran it. We had like 40, 50 people on the live, which was really cool. But, um, we just realized we're like, if we want to do this thing, like we, a big thing that we share is just, we're sick of seeing the people who are positioning themselves as experts who have no results and mm -hmm. that just should, you shouldn't be listening to. And, and a lot of people, unfortunately don't have any idea who they should be listening to or not. So we were really like, let's just take a step back. Let's not try to sell right away. Let's create this Facebook group. Let's show people that we know what we're talking about, that we're backed by results, that they can trust us and slowly move from there and be patient with the process. Cause you and I both have businesses that are successful, right? Mm -hmm. Like this isn't like a do or die thing. Like we're really doing this out of our passions and what we believe in and where we want to go ultimately in the future. So it was so important to like start off, like taking that step back and being like, all right, let's play the long term. Too many people are just in this and just want to make money immediately and don't really care about the long term relationship with the people in their community. Yeah, that that's what I never understood in business and something that I've never felt comfortable with. And I don't know how people do, right? Like where you, where you promise something and you know, you can't deliver. And then the moment that you ask for like a refund, you just kind of drag that along. And, and, you know, I don't know if you want to get into that or not, but there's stories that I have, right. Where I've seen that before and I've seen it in my customers and it's not to say like, Oh, Ruben, you're so great. But like, dude, in that aspect, yes, I actually really am that great because I won't take any project that I know I can't deliver like a, a result on right? Like with you, when we were doing your book in the beginning and you're just like, Hey, can you do my ads and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, you probably shouldn't be paying me for your ads. Cause it's not going to work. Like courses are really hard to sell when people haven't heard of you. Mm -hmm. And then like, I just, I just won't like if somebody, if somebody wants me to try to sell something that I know won't sell, like, how am I going to take your money? Like literally you're, you're, you're just starting off. You're not going to have any more money after that to put towards this. And I got paid and mm -hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to help you. And people right. do it. And it's just, it's such a weird thing, man. Like it, you really do have to play the long game. You have to be in it to help a lot of people. And if you have the, the, the mindset, like if I help John today, I won't get paid tomorrow. Like, dude, there are so many people on this planet. It's just insane to think that like, if you have a group of 10,000 people, if you were to help all 10,000 people uh, for free, that you wouldn't get any business out of it is completely idiotic. Yeah. It's insane. And I love that you bring that point too. Cause um, this, this past year, just from my book and podcast, I've had people hit me up to coach them in the network marketing realm. And I don't say yes to everybody. Like if I feel like I can help somebody, they're in a position that I can help them. And they're more importantly, have the right mental capacity, like work ethic, all of that stuff in line. I'll work with them. Cause I know I can get that person results. And one of the girls I just worked with is actually hitting a huge rank advancement this month, this month, which is like super fulfilling. Like, I don't want to work with someone and then just watch them crash and burn. And now I got paid, but now they're just not doing anything because this wasn't the right fit for them. Like, I want to work with people and produce them real results. Like, I, you probably heard this before. For employees, typically, whatever they're getting paid, they're bringing 10 times that value to the mm -hmm. company, right? And I feel the same way. I feel like if I'm working with someone, look at me as their employee. If they're paying me X amount of dollars, I should be bringing them 10x back that in results, some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So that that was a big, I think, a big piece for us in starting Brand Masters is just getting away from just trying to take people's money. 
overcharging. Mm-hmm. Another huge thing we always talk about is the people who are selling shit for like five or 10 grand. And you're just like, dude, that is not like, uh, let's just get into that. You, you take it. Cause I know you're, you're passionate about that. Yeah. So I, I don't believe that there's anything wrong with like five or 10 or anything like that. Right. Like it, it's never about the price. It's always about like what you're actually delivering. Like me and you have done our research and we've bought some like courses and even that like $47, you're like, dude, there's, there's not $47 worth of anything in here. Like there, there needs to be something insightful in there. There needs to be something life-changing. There needs to be something that actually provides that person with like, Hey, I gave you $47. Do I at least get $47 out of this? Right. And it's, it's weird that like when you start charging more people, there's a belief that it must be worth it. And like, I, I do that, right? Like whenever there's a client and they want like, let's say a really good website if I were to say, hey, look, I'll do you a favor. It's $1,000. They might go, I want a $4,000 website. I don't want a $1,000 website. And it could be a $4,000 website, but their perception is, is if he's giving it for 1000 it's not a $4,000 website. So on the same token, you look at like a $5,000 offering, a $10,000 offering, people go, I can't afford it. And when they finally sell themselves on it, they go, it's going to be worth $10,000 only to go in there and be like, I didn't get anything out of this. So now you're out the money and you didn't get anything out of it. It's just, it sucks, man. Like, mm. I don't know. I've, I've been there. I've been there. I luckily got, um, I got lucky and I didn't pay a coach, uh, 10 G's like he wanted. I paid a fraction of that. And I heard that other people were paying 10 to 15 and I'm like, thank God. Mm. So someone was looking out for me, you know what I mean? Cause he's like, I'll do it for less. And I was like, Whoa. and I shook his hand and I took out money that I didn't have. And I got, if I paid a fraction of it, I got half of what that fraction was in actual value out of it. Really? Yeah. See that that's, that's the problem. It's not because I think once you have proven results, you command your price, your, your work, like you only have so much time that you can give. And if you have proven results and a track record of getting results for other people, you can command that price. But the problem is right now that especially, and I talk about this all the time with COVID people were like, Oh shit, like my job's not secure. I lost my income. need to figure out a way to make money. Let's go online and have a $10,000 mastermind or this course or whatever it is that they sell and they don't have results. And, And that's where the problem lies. And that's why I like I with, with you and I, I like how we, we kind of took a step back and we're just like, Let's give people exactly what they, cause together, you know, you and I like have our own networks. We have our results in our own respective fields with brand masters. We started off new. So we're kind of like, let's prove to people we know what's good. And so we started off by just posting free stuff in our Facebook group. Um, I think was it in January, we put out our first official paid course, which was only $7 on mm-hmm. how to create a magnetic influence on Instagram and packed it with everything you need to know to, to basically like be successful on Instagram, just to prove to people like, look, this is what it takes. And just playing that slow, long-term game. Yeah. I'm actually curious because I think it was, I think it was before that, that we put it out. Cause I'm looking at my calendar. It might've even been like last year. And um, yeah, we, we put out something that we know isn't worth $7, right? Because if you're, if you're actually really, really frustrated with Instagram, and you need it to grow in order to have whether it's influence or sales or you know followers connections networking whatever it is there's a lot of people 
I don't know, I'm going to say like out of 10 people, I would say that there's five out of 10 people right now that could easily benefit from just making small tweaks and small changes to their Instagram. Because you actually showed me a really good example to where there's two types of people that are posting about the same type of, you know, contact, uh, content because they're in the same business. Right. But one of them posts only pictures about the products mm-hmm. and they're, they're like 500 followers. And then the other person posts about their lifestyle that the products have allowed them to have. And then also like them in that ingesting the products, being happy with the products, showing the results. And that person is at like 20,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And let's say that even if they were at the same amount of followers, one of them is going to have one like and zero comments and the other one's going to have 50 likes and like, you know, 10 comments. Why? Because they're doing it right. So it's like for $7, I honestly think that we're the ones that are losing in that. But we have something to prove and we know that. And, and the thing is that if you have something to prove and you don't want to prove it, that just might be your ego. I don't know. That's a different conversation we're going into, but everybody has something to prove. And a lot of people just don't want to prove it. They just want to, you know, buy the Lamborghini and and take the shortcut and then be exposed later on. Yeah, totally. I mean that you hit the nail on the head there. And I look at the $7 Instagram course as laughable that we're charging $7 for it because we know how much we put into it. But it's, it's, it, that's a, a pure example of putting the people of your community and the people that are trusting you and following you first and you should always put out products that and charge a value that's a fraction of what they're going to get in return from using the product. And you know what's cool? And we can get into the, the I wanted to talk about really like authority, credibility, and, and how to achieve that through certain platforms. But the fact that there's a lot of people who I know who are doing well on Instagram who bought our course just because they love the free stuff we put out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you want to, do you want to go into authority and credibility and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So let's do that. So what, one of the topics I wanted to talk about with, well, while I have Ruben on the show here is because both of us through major social media platforms, uh, prime and just platforms in general, primarily podcasting book and YouTube have been able to create massive authority and credibility in our space, which in turn has led to amazing networking opportunities which has in turn led to more followers, more influence over our followers and more business. So open it up, Ruben, where we can go in so many different directions with this, but. Yeah, I I find it interesting that you want to talk about this now because I've been, I've been thinking about the, like, um, what's it called? The publishing a lot recently Mm. and Yahoo finance and all that stuff. Right. And it, to me in the beginning, it was a lot like, the Lamborghini, right? Like, because you're, you're faking something that's not real, but ultimately a press release is real. And it is, you know, something that they're putting out into the universe and saying, Hey, check out this person. But what I, what I came to realize is that if you're buying the press to gloat about yourself, that's where you're doing it wrong. If you're buying the press and other people see the press and go, Holy crap. Like, let's say I go out right now and buy my way into Forbes. And then I post it on, on my social media. I was on Forbes and I have to keep posting Forbes, 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 and it's all me. I'm doing it wrong. If however, I buy my way into Forbes, post it. Now people are like, Oh my God, check this dude out. I've been following him forever. He's on Forbes, blah, blah, blah. You're doing it right. Because ultimately what you ended up doing is you ended up 
buying your way in so that that way somebody's belief in you was justified. So it was never about like you saying, Hey, look at me. It was about you saying, Hey, look, you're right about me. Mm. I like that. Yeah. And I think for a lot of you guys to become aware of, I think a lot of people don't really realize how much probably a lot of their favorite influencers on Instagram have bought followers, bought likes, like mm-hmm. a lot of their stuff isn't actually real. And and that's the world we live in. And there's a lot of people that will argue. I, and there's entrepreneurs I'm friends with that will say perception is reality. They're, they're like, why run uphill? Like you should just buy followers. You should just buy likes. You should buy all this engagement because then it will in turn lead to real stuff. And it's really, um, I think it comes down to, I mean, your, your beliefs and your values, like, what do you value? You know what I mean? And we, we've had a lot of conversations about this because with brand masters, we could easily offer services like that. Like, and you can make a ton of money doing that. But like, just for us, we're just kind of like, that just doesn't align with who we are. You know what I mean? It, it just, it goes back to like, if, if I buy a piece on Forbes and I bought all my followers, what good did it do me? Yeah. Right. Like who's going to talk about it? No one, because, and that, that's the problem is people want to buy the followers and think, Oh, look, I have 20,000 people. And then I come up to you, John, and I go, dude, I have 20,000 people. Okay, cool. Like, let's say you believe me now I have 20,001 followers, but how many people can actually talk about me is one. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what good, what good does it do you? And that's, that's the biggest problem that I think me and you have is when people come up to us and they try to flex and they try to go, oh, my course and 20,000 followers and blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, bro, your engagement is like, like you look stupid. You mm-hmm. legitimately look idiotic. I don't know what you're doing. And we can look past that. And some people can and some people can. And the people who can are typically the ones that buy those courses that me and you know are worth 10 grand and have no value in them. Yeah, 100%. And, and so to talk about like ways, because I, I think success entrepreneurship business everything is long term like there's no some people make things happen quick for sure but i think you should go into it the long term mentality and that's why when people are like well how do you have engagement like this or a following like this or people who are reposting everything i'm very transparent i'm like dude i started entrepreneurship when i was 18 right i was building businesses in my dorm room building a freaking like name like everyone knew me as the crazy fuck running around campus flipping textbooks and, and like doing all this business entrepreneurial stuff like i grinded in my network marketing company to get to a place where i was a top earner being recognized on stage able to you know be friends with all the other top earners in the company um slow process like like living overseas showing people like it was very gradual and then it's like then you put out a book and it's like people are sharing it people are talking about it it boosts your credibility like i had all these results i had before my book was published but the moment i published my book it just brought me to a whole new level of authority and credibility for people to talk about and share and in turn now like every single day someone is posting my book or my podcast on a story which gives me exposure to thousands of more people who never knew who i was before and whether or not they decide to follow me not or not that day or go check out my profile they're seeing my work, right? And they're, they're becoming like the general public's becoming familiar with it. And that's why I'm like, if you take the time to invest and, and not everyone is going to write a book, right? But you take the time to invest in a platform like you've dominated on YouTube, um, just social media in general, like you, you have on lock. Like I've taken my podcast and we just had, and you introduced me to Dan Caldwell, the, the founder, one of the co-founders of Tap Out and his wife came on my show. Like 
these things just all come together and just build your credibility. And once you do that, like people, one of my boys is in MMA. He hit me up today. He's like, dude, how'd you get him on your podcast? Like he's, he's a God in his world. You know what I mean? But that just builds you to a whole new level where people respect you and actually want to follow you because you're actually doing something rather than just acting like you're doing something. Yeah, sorry, I'm writing down because there's so many different ways that we can we can take this. But um, like like you said, when you're building authority and credibility, there's there's basically two ways, and one of them through your connections, and then the other ones through like mass attention. And the the mass attention is like the numbers, right? And and on that's why like I have YouTube is because I want to be known by the general public. Like it's cool to be known with like high level people. But high level people are going to introduce you to high, other high level people and then you never really get known like to, to mass amounts of people. So it's like, how can you eventually get known to mass amounts of people? And that's why you're going the TikTok route and I'm going the, the YouTube route. Um, I have people who are like right now saying, hey, thanks for the videos. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for this. And thank you for that. And they're starting to become appreciative of who I am. And I think that once you get the appreciation or the hate of someone, that's when they really, really, truly stick to who you are, right? Like with, if I show somebody your book and it's like, hey, here's John. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. It's John. Somebody mm-hmm. else showed it to him. Ah, oh, here's John. They're like, ah, oh, that's cool. They show it to him a third time. They go, who the F is John? That's an emotional response. That's mm-hmm. when they remember you. Mm-hmm. If they saw the, the book a third time, they're like, ah, oh, it's John, whatever. Fourth time, ah, oh, it's John. If they go a hundred times, they go, ah, oh, it's John. They're never going to remember you, right? It's the moment that they go, who the F is John? Mm-hmm. <laughs> John F. Francis. Sorry. I had it. <laughs> You're so but, fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they realize that, that's, that's what it is. But you have to get the, the general attention of a lot of people, which is one part, because that's where you'll get respect, but also through the connections. Once you actually get enough connections that are high level, other people go, who the F is John? Mm. They go, John, John knows Dan, right? Like John knows this other person. John knows this other person. John does this other person. We're even talking about doing like an event at the end of the year, right? Which, spoiler alert, but mm. if, we do, if we do an event at the end of the year and we have like 10 high level people, people are going to go, who the hell are brand masters? Like, wh- who are these people? Like, they're showing mm. up everywhere. They just did an event. It's with high level people who are these people? So Right. I, I think that's a great point because you, you need both. I, and I was thinking about this the other day, like you can keep networking with all of the top people in the world, but if you're never actually set after doing something yourself and working on something yourself and doing something to carve out your space, none of it really matters because none of these people are going to take you and make it happen for you and give, give you something or like make you successful with a magic wand. Like you need yeah. to be building something, carving your own shit. But at the same time, like you said, you need to have attention from the, let's just say, quote unquote, the masses. And I think what's so important that people want to skip over there is they just want to buy 50,000 followers instead of taking like the 10 that they have now and really engaging with them and showing them love. And that that's a huge thing that I've done and been very intentional about is if you post my, my book, my podcast, you DM me with a question, thanking me, whatever, I'm always going to respond and have a conversation with that person. And I will continue doing that until it gets to a point where it's not manageable anymore, because that's how you do it. You do it on a one-to-one basis. And then eventually you're going to hit a tipping point. Yeah. You know, you know what the, the biggest disservice that you do to yourself when you buy fake followers and when you try to take the shortcuts, um, well, there's certain shortcuts that you can take, but like, let's say right now, Ruben, I have $10,000 saved up. You, John, have $10,000 saved up, right? And we go fake the masses, fake our followers. What we want to do is we want to take a shortcut. Mm-hmm. So we get our $10,000 each and we throw a conference. We don't have any followers. 
we we connect with all these high level people the high level people take us into their corner and all of a sudden now we're networking with other high higher uh, power people right we never had the ability to evolve as people we never had an ability to evolve our content we're basically always trying to figure things out in that moment and you crash and fail so what's really nice about like not taking the shortcuts and is it's the evolution but the the problem with the evolution is that it's really scary because you have to have so much creativity so like me and you have gone through so many steps of like hey does this work does this work does this work does this work and finally when we found the thing that works we're like dude let's go all in on that right mm. and if somebody tells you hey this is what works and then it actually doesn't work for you because it worked for them like you're skipping all these steps where you're never going to know how to replicate what works for you and you're always going to have to be like you said taking the credibility of somebody else, sucking on their teeth, never making a name for yourself. You know, I want to say something else. They're basically, they're on their balls, dude. I hate the people that are on the balls of like GC and, and you know, everybody else. But um, I, I hate that. I hate people that can't make a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and that's, I think that's the most difficult part to teach about success is that I think there's strategies and there's like things that you should do but it's unique for every person. Each person's success formula, I think, looks different. But um, mm-hmm. there, there, there's things that you like you can do to make it so that you have a higher probability of being successful in the long run. And th- these are the things. Like, think about this. I mean, and again, what you said before is so spot on because every single day, I think we message each other ideas, even if they're like not great. We just message each other <laughs> them just to like get it out there. Like, I, I know I'll like wake up and I'll be like, oh shit, I got to put this out there and like make sure it's in text so Ruben hears it. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. But like we, we've gone through so much trial and error to like hone down to where, you know, we, we've gotten. But think about this, like with YouTube, think about the work you put into that and the time you invest and, and think about podcasting. Like you invest time. You invest, and in the beginning for most people, they're investing time and energy that isn't really result like producing results. Not a lot of people are listening. Not a lot of people are watching and it takes a certain type of individual to stick it out to like actually get better with their content, like focus on getting better guests, being consistent when they're not seeing results to get to that point where now all of a sudden, like you have a a following, like maybe a hundred people are listening to your podcast or a thousand or 10,000 because you've been consistent and we're willing to build that skill set. Now you have a real following and may have taken a few years but you have a real following of engaged people who are invested in you. And I think that's mm-hmm. so much more valuable. And, and that's really what Brandmaster is all about, man. Like you and I talk, like we want to help people, like not just fake everyone out. We want to help them get real results and yeah. teach them exactly how to do that. And it's yeah. going to be a little bit different for each person, but like, that's what the goal really is. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's what I'm saying about like the evolution. It's, it's scary for people because you have to stick it out right like let's say that you're doing a year and and i don't know let's say you're a cook or whatever you know or you're in network marketing right like let's use a network marketing example and me me and you you know john and ruben tell the person who's listening you right now the person that's listening we say hey go out and do reels and you're like i have 500 followers i'm going to do reels and you start doing a reel right And, and you're doing one every single day and it's not getting you results it's scary to say, Hey, I'm going to stick with this. And maybe I'm doing something wrong with the real. And now you have to do real research. And now you have to do research on hashtags and you didn't realize you had to use hashtags in your reels. And then you realize that, Hey, you know what? There's actually trends 
and people are making reels a specific way. And if I jump on this trend, people will want to see my version of the trend that has to do with network marketing and that will get them like interested in it. And when you start seeing that there's like this whole process of like, I, I started here and then I have to get better and then I have to get better and then I have to get better. And all that takes creativity and all that takes time. Some people are going to be discouraged, but if you just stick with that, that's where your followers come from because they see, Hey, this person started off in the dirt, no idea what he was doing. He got a little better and then he got a little better. And then once you're like at the top and you have a million followers, the people who started with you at 10 are going to be like, wow, I can't believe this dude got to a million followers. And they're going to talk about you and share your message with the masses. You know, it's so cool. And this is a good tip for you guys. Every day I go onto Facebook in the morning and look at whose birthday it is. And no matter, even if I don't really know who the person is, I send them a personalized birthday message. My mom does voice messages, but I do that. And, and what's funny is that there's a lot of people that I went to college with that saw me in those beginning stages when I was running around, getting told no, being made fun of, all that shit. And now I message them happy birthday. It's typically something along the lines of like, hope you have an amazing day and you absolutely crush it this year, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, um, thank you so much, Stank or John, however they, they <laughs> whatever point they met me out of my life. And they're like, I see you're absolutely killing it. I see you all over the world, man. So inspiring. Keep it up. Those are the same people that were making fun of me when I'm standing outside lecture halls, like trying to buy books or I'm trying to sh tell them about my network marketing business and they laugh and tell me that I lost all my money in a scheme or a scam. You know what I mean? But now they respect you. And those are the same people that are like, dude, this guy, I went to college with him. He wrote a book. He's got a podcast. He's traveling all over. Check out his, his Instagram. Like they become the people that are talking for you and building. But because I think one of the most admirable traits that someone can have is consistency. Mm -hmm. Like someone that says they're going to do something and they attack it until they actually make it happen. I, I always watch people when people say and announce like they're starting a business, a podcast, a YouTube channel. I'm like, I'm always, I'm like, you know what? First step, you got to put it out there. I respect it. But I'm like, let's see where you're at in a year from now. Most people fall off, but the people that keep going, they earn respect for me. And, mm -hmm. and, and like, that's something that you can't buy. You, you can't pay a price for that from anybody that earned respect. And that's, that's something that you do through like the, the exact shit we're teaching you guys, like podcasting, YouTubing, writing books, getting your presence up, like just attacking, staying consistent and staying true to you and, and focused on the vision. Yeah. My, I, I don't know how much time is left on this, but like my, my bit of advice for anybody who is like starting a brand or like, like has an idea of that they want to be perceived as something different is like you said, start off somewhere, but always do something big. You know what I mean? Always do something professional because ultimately it's kind of like what you said, people are looking at you from where you started and where you are now. And they're saying like, we see you all over the world and we see you become an author and we see you do this. Right. But like, I, I feel that you don't even see that you're doing this, but your book it how many pages is it? 250 or something like that? 294 dude dude that's a fucking oh, book you yeah. know what i mean that's a book that's not like an actual like oh hey you know i started off with like a pdf and i called it a book you know mm -hmm. so that that's a book and when people are like you're an author and you dude i i throw your book at somebody that's gonna knock them out like you get what i mean like you're gonna go to prison yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like it, it'll kill someone it's it's a hefty book so um you're going to columbia you went to columbia in itself that's something right if you went to Columbia again, stayed in the same place, people would be bored. They'd be like, cool, we've seen that. Like, you have your hookups, all good. You're staying in a fucking penthouse mm -hmm. for round two.
So like you, if you really, really want to cut down the perception, because a lot of times it's the perception of who you were to who you want to be, it's stop having people look at you the way that you were. If, if you feel like people see you as someone who they, they can't trust or like that isn't serious about stuff, right? And it's because like of the way you dress. It's because of the fact that you don't wake up on time. It's because of the fact that you're always late shit like wake up at 4 a.m and start going to the gym and start posting about that and right off the bat people will be like this is a whole different person couldn't even get her to wake up after like 7 a.m now she's up every morning at four you do that for five days all of a sudden you get an instant credibility boost 100 percent. and people like you want people to be a follower that's engaged of yours like there are so many people out there who are they're they're literally couldn't be more committed their entire life to succeeding and mastery in their field. Look at those people and look at yourself. Are you, you, are you showing up as someone that people should follow that people want to be like, and it's so important, like take, take inventory, look at yourself. And and that's so important. I see it in network marketing all the time. I'm a friend with a lot of top leaders who get reached out to who people are like, you know what? I've had a lot of people approach me about network marketing, but I've watched you show up for years now, every single day. I want to work with someone like you. And it's the same thing in any type of business. If you're trying to teach people nutrition, are they going to listen to the person who every single day is on point with their nutrition in the gym, living a healthy lifestyle, not veering away from it? Or are they going to listen to the person who's freaking like at Taco Bell every Saturday night getting quesaritos and chalupos and whatever the fuck that that serves? (laughs) I really hope I don't offend anybody in here because I know that you have network marketers. I don't know if like your network marketing family even considers these people network marketers, right? Or like if you guys all just make fun of them the way that I do. But when I found out you were in isogenics, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, you know, still network marketing kind of thing. But I was like, the products look legit. And then I looked up the company. I was like, the company looks legit. And then I started seeing that they were expensive. I was like, all right, they're so they're legit product. And then you guys started coming out with like the college and stuff. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's that's not like your normal everyday type of shake type of thing. Like it looked like it was actually something good, right? There's a big difference in like the the places you could have gone. And like, if you had gone to Herbalife, I would have discredited you right away. I would have just been like, no way, dude, you're, you're not my business partner. This is not happening. Right. So, so you make the decisions and it's like you said, are you worth following? Right. Mm -hmm. Like you make the decisions, every decision that you make either makes you more credible or less credible and says, I want to work with this person or this person is shady AF. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's on point. And I won't talk down on any other network marketing companies, but the company you pick is very important if you're in in the field. There's a lot of companies out there. There's a lot of companies that are doing things extremely well. There's companies that really give a bad rap to the industry. And like I said, I don't talk down upon anyone. Just make sure you're aligned with one of the best if you're in the field. But going off that, dude, like you said, everything you do, look at like from this action, Am I making people want to follow me and be a part of my world? Or am I showing people that I'm not the truth and not someone that they can put their trust in? And Mm -hmm. I think one other thing I wanted to add before we wrap it up a little bit is it took me a while to find this inner voice, but like showing up, say like, think about how you show up with your best friend. Like you're in a room together. You guys are telling terrible jokes. You're just being weird as fuck. and, And you're just being fully you. That's how you need to show up in your business. That's how you relate to people. And like, that's how you actually get people to connect with you is yeah. embracing that weirdness, embracing your, your true self. 
Because I remember in the beginning when I started building my, my business with network marketing, I felt like I had to be this like perfect, no flaws, show up, speak a certain way, dress a certain way, post a certain way. And I realized like that doesn't work. Like I was trying to, I watched my mom and her business partner build this extremely successfully. And I caught myself posting like they would. And they're in their, you know, late forties at the time. And I'm like, who in my age as a 20 year old male is going to relate to me if I'm posting like a middle-aged mother, honestly. And so it's, it's embracing you and showing up as you. That's what's going to get your real tribe and, and get your authentic voice out there to get real people to follow you and actually stick around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, if you, if you seem perfect, you'll get a lot of people who admire you for the wrong reason. It's facts, man. It's facts. And you're never going to, and if you try to act perfect or act like you have results that you don't have people, you're going to, I mean, you're, it's going to get uncovered. If you're trying to act like you're making an amount of money or doing things that you really aren't, like once you get someone to partner with you in business, they're very quickly going to find out that you're full of shit and it's, it's never going to work out in the long run with you. So really like what I wanted, I mean, this episode has been great, man. A lot of topics we talked about that I didn't really even think we'd cover, but play the long game, be patient and do things that are going to set you up for long-term success. And again, all ties into why Ruben and I are, are what we're doing with brand masters and uh, do you want to touch on what we have coming out? Cause this is really going to help people with building authority and credibility and, and taking their influence to new levels. Yeah. So it's, it's like you said, right? Like you need to pick a platform. Ultimately, if you want to, to be seen or heard, you have to pick a platform and then just stick with that. And what we've seen is like with podcasting, it ultimately just led up to a lot of new connections. So we know that there's a, a very big upside to podcasting. So we're releasing a course on it, but the other thing that we wanted to do is we want to make sure that we didn't just put a course out that, you know, people could buy and then that they weren't going to follow. So we made the the title really, really represent what it's all about. And it's like how to launch. And did we put monetize as well as how to launch and monetize? No. no okay. So it's, there. yeah, yeah. So it's how to launch a podcast in 30 days or less. And then there is a bonus part in there, which has to do with like monetization and ideas and secrets that we have found in order to be able to generate some revenue so that that way it's not just a full-time um, constraint on you. That's ultimately like leading to a lot of time away from, you know, other activities that you'd be doing, but ultimately, yeah, like how to launch a podcast in 30 days or less. We want to make sure that people are actually taking the actionable steps to create a podcast and start that, that path of authority for them. Exactly. Yeah. And within this, so basically Ruben and I have been podcasting for over a year now. Well, close to a year for me. You've been over a year, right? I've been since August, 2020. I'm a veteran, dude. You're a veteran. <laughs> August, 2019, you mean? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm losing yeah, track, yeah. Of the track of the years, but so anyway, we took everything we've learned and my podcast is tens of thousands of downloads. We're in over 50 countries now, which is really crazy. And I, I started not really knowing what I was doing and just learned so much along the way. So we have everything you need to take your idea for a podcast to a published podcast. So we have a pre-launch guide that covers everything from equipment, getting narrow on your message. Um, and we have guides within it to create the best possible content, book top guests. Um, we have the monetization strategies. We have a top rated launch strategy to get out there and get your podcast to become top rated. But ultimately, this is really what we want from you guys. You have the decision 
and you can try to take shortcuts that are going to shoot you in the foot in the long run, or you can take advantage of these platforms that we have that will create true credibility, true authority, and make you perceived as an expert in your niche for the right reasons rather than just trying to cut corners. And that's really what this is all about. Um, pricing, we're still, we're a couple, no, well, I don't know when we're posting this. We're, we're not absolutely solid on that yet. But April 5th, April 5th. I'm going to put it out there right now. April 5th. All right, Don, April 5th, April 5th, it's going to be released. We're probably going to do a special for pre-launch. So stay tuned for that. But again, a big part of Brand Masters is we want to over-deliver and get it to you at a price that's reasonable that other people would probably charge five or 10 grand for and far outperform them. So yeah, we're in, I, dude, I would say that just on like booking top guests, like that right there is, is a massive thing. Like, and um, I, I know that you've had some big people on, like I have my, you know, you do yours through voice. I do mine through text, which is really, really funny that I've been able to get people. Like I still surprise myself because I'm like, dude, why are people actually looking at my messages when they don't know who I am? Mm. You know? But, um, but yeah, like just if, you, if I were to have known in the beginning for the first 12 episodes, right, how to book a big time guest, I would have been so happy like that, that right there would have been worth it to me. And I think that for the whole course, the price in itself is just validated on, on booking the right people and knowing what to say to them. I'm a big person that never knows what to say. And the moment that I do, that's when it actually all clicks for me. And I'm like, dude, I can do this now. 100%. And you've had some immediate, like I was the other day, because when before I had Dan on, I wanted to go to your podcast to listen to Dan and like, dude, you've had on crazy, crazy guests that, and, and so like that, that's a huge part of it. Booking top guests. Another one I forgot to mention before is growth strategies. Like yes. podcasts, you have to grow in a different way. And both you and I have found ways that have like brought crazy amounts of listeners to our podcast from completely organic strategies. So we, everything we know is in this course, it's going to be packaged at an extremely reasonable price. And you're probably not going to be able to have access to like, if you go somewhere else, you're, you're easily going to be paying 10, 20 times the price for a course like this. So we'll have that out there. I'm going to put in the show notes, both the link to our free brand masters, Facebook group, which you should definitely be a part of. We go live in there. We're going to start bringing on some of these guests we have on our podcast that have huge results in the field and we just give so much free value away and are building an awesome community there. And then I'll put the link to our brand masters university, which has our $7 Instagram course. And we'll have our, how to launch a pod top rated podcast in 30 days or less course as well. So all of that will be down in the show notes and what, what do you got anything else for the people, Ruben? What do you got over there? Man? No, I, I love you. Whoever is listening right now, I just, if you're on the, if you're on the, if I'm in your AirPods or whatever it is, just, I appreciate all of you guys. If they, if that's they, a way uh, to end it right there, dude. That's the way to end it. Just me like whisperings, everybody. I love you. No, dude, that's not the way to end it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get the police called on us. Well, yeah. if, you, if you, if you follow Ruben's YouTube channel, you probably have all the speakers and he's got a speaker out of everything, dude. He's got like cup speakers. He's got pen speakers. Everything he reviews has a speaker in it. You know what? Speaking on the evolution, this is this is a good way to get ended, I guess. Speaking on the evolution, so I have done a lot of speakers and I've done a lot of headphones. What I'm actually going to start doing, though, is I'm going to start doing a lot of webcams and things that are more like um, technical for people that would be like looking to buy right now. Because I've noticed that um, it, it goes to like the evolution and seeing trends and seeing what you could actually do to help people. Um, 
a lot of people right now are saying like, Hey, what can I use for this for zoom for blah, blah, blah. Like I need something with the good, how does the speaker sound before I buy it? How's the sound quality? How does it look in low light? And that's stuff that I can actually do that would benefit someone that's going to my channel. So I think I'm going to start um, transitioning that way to look at like products that are very, very um, dependent for people's needs based on the current time. Sweet, man. Well, I'm excited to watch where, where's the best place for people to go find your, you, your channel, everything. Uh, website is rubenalvarez.com and it has all the stuff on there or they can go to my Instagram at I am Ruben Alvarez. Beautiful, man. Well, everyone, if you're not connected to Ruben yet, go check him out. You're going to see a lot more content and a lot more just awesome things coming from both of us via brand masters. Ruben, it's been an honor to have you as the first repeat guest on the unconventional education show. We had made history today and I'm probably going to end up talking to you right after we end up recording, putting this podcast off record. So guys, if you listen today, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hell yeah. Guys, if you listen today, you got value from today's episode. You're trying to take your brand to the next level. All we ask, and if you got value from Ruben's message is pay this message forward, send it to someone who's trying to build a brand, who's trying to build a business and need some advice, send them the link to the show post this on your Instagram story. That's how a great way that we go about growing and getting the message out there and ultimately help people level up their lives and drop us a rating helps us just get more eyes on the show and helps us see out our mission. So Ruben, thank you as always, my brother and guys, thank you for listening. I love you all. We will catch you on the next episode later, everybody. Peace. Peace.